Welcome to the Trinity Reformed Church Podcast. Exhortation by Larson Hicks on June 13th, Lord's Day Service. We come now to our time of confession. And our exhortation this morning comes from two passages. The first is Luke chapter 6, verses 39 through 42. And the second is 1 Peter 4, 7 through 9. So the first in Luke. Jesus said, He also told them a parable. Can a blind man lead a blind man? Will they not both fall into a pit? A disciple is not above his teacher. But everyone, when he is fully trained, will be like his teacher. Why do you seek... Why do you see the speck that is in your brother's eye, but do not notice the log that is in your own eye? How can you say to your brother, Brother, let me take out the speck that is in your eye, when you yourself do not see the log that is in your own eye? You hypocrite. First take the log out of your own eye, and then when you, you will see clearly to take the speck out of your brother's eye. And then the passage from 1 Peter, this is, this is again chapter 4, verses 7 through 9. Above all, keeping, keep loving one another earnestly, since love covers a multitude of sins. Living in community takes work. Maintaining a peaceful home where all the members remain in fellowship with one another doesn't happen naturally. The problem is that we're all sinners. And even if you individually are able to get your own sin under control, someone else's sin uh, in in the family is going to come come forth. These passages teach us one of the, the keys to living in community, which is learning to let love cover sin. Unfortunately, when Christians talk about this passage, this idea of letting love cover sin, they frequently apply it completely wrong. So first we need to understand what it does not mean. The most obvious example this month um, is the way the world and worldly churches are celebrating gay pride. If asked, they would argue that they're just accepting people the way that they are, regardless of their sin. They're letting love cover a multitude of sins. See, it's in the Bible, right? They might even tack on uh, the, the, the verse that there's no condemnation in Christ just to make their worldliness extra biblical. But alas, no, this is not, biblically speaking, love. To ignore when someone who claims Christ, um, to ignore when someone who claims Christ um, that identifies as gay. It is, in fact, high rebellion against God and his word to embrace the sinful behavior as an identity an identity that Scripture, in no uncertain terms, forbids and condemns. In 1 Corinthians 5, 9-11, through 11, we're specifically commanded not to associate with anyone who bears the name brother if he is guilty of sexual immorality or greed, or is an idolater, a, a reviler, drunkard, or swindler, not even to eat with such a one. So we are commanded not to associate with someone who, is, who claims Christ and also lives in this kind of sin. A, And faithful churches must discipline and and ultimately excommunicate members who will not turn away and repent from these sins. So, in case it isn't clear, that's not what the Bible means when it says to let love cover sin. So what does it mean? We must recognize, again, that we are sinners. And as I said earlier, living in community and remaining in fellowship with one another requires the difficult work of dealing with sin on a regular basis. To stay in fellowship with one another in our homes, we have to to develop the habit of keeping short accounts and quickly confessing sin um, as we we sin with one another and and quickly also forgiving one another. 
Unfortunately, because of how sinful we are, we often sin against someone and we don't even notice, right? So, like, you get angry and punch someone in the nose and they, their nose starts bleeding. That's pretty obvious. Uh, you, you know you sinned. It's time to, to confess and make it right. But on a regular basis, there's these other kinds of sins uh, that, that we do all day long that we don't even sometimes notice. So you're, you make a rude comment, and it really was rude. You were you know, saying something that you thought would, would sting, um, and, and you really were in the wrong, and you really did sin against somebody. Um, but there's oftentimes just it's become a habit. It's something you do, and you don't even notice when you do it. So you ought to notice, but you don't, right? So what do you do in that situation if you're the offended party that's been sinned against and the person doesn't even notice? I would propose that this is where that verse comes into play. It's command to let love cover sin. And before I go any further, I also want to add another, another caveat, that this is not talking about becoming a, a doormat. I'm not, I'm not encouraging you to just let people walk over you at all times. There are definitely times when you should confront sin and let someone know, hey, you, you, know, you hurt my feelings there. I'd like to make this right. You know, let's, let's get back into fellowship. But we also need to learn when we should just drop it, when we should leave it and let love cover it. So let's take an example. Um, it, you, you've made a careless comment that's rude, and, 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 uh, or someone's made a careless comment to you um, that was rude and it embarrassed you. There's this tendency that we have to recognize that I've been sinned against and to feel this, this kind of self-righteousness and storm off and pout in the other room and try to get the attention of the person or maybe your parents and by, by trying to make a scene, right? You're essentially demanding that the person pursue you and come and ask, what's wrong? You know, what did I do? Are you mad at me? You know, how can I, you know, how can I make this right? And so you turn sometimes these small, stupid, insignificant sins into a much bigger deal than they really are. And the truth is that that kind of response is inappropriate and doesn't serve to restore peace and unity and fellowship in the home quickly. Usually that kind of response makes the problem worse. And oftentimes you're just being self, self-righteous and dramatic, thinking more highly of yourself than you ought. So get over it. Here's a helpful saying to remember. There's no situation so bad that we sinners can't make it worse. Amen? <laughs> so there are many opportunities that we all have to deal with daily to cover sin. Uh, we, many, many opportunities that we all have daily to cover sin when we're sinned against in small and insignificant ways, where we can acknowledge to yourself that, that a person has sinned against you and then let it go and forgive the person in your heart. To say to yourself, yeah, that was stupid, you know, that was, that was mean, um, but, you know, I'm just going to let this one slide, right? In order just to keep the peace. And this is where I think Jesus' speck removal um, parable come, exhortation comes into play. So say it's the morning, you know, you're, you're, it's early in the morning, you've come into the kitchen and your brother or sister or mom or husband is there uh, getting some cereal and you're waiting in line to get cereal next and you slip out of the room real quick to go to the bathroom or something and you come back and the person finished off the cereal and they're in the other room and you're looking at the box and you're going, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kill that person, right? <laughs> um, this is an opportunity for, spec, for the, the speck removal situation, right? Where you, where you have an opportunity to ask yourself, do I ever do this? Am I mad right now because they did it before I could have done They did it to me before I could have done it to them, right? I do this kind of thing all the time. I should, I should, let, I should let this one slide and, and, um, and take this opportunity to remind myself that next time I've got the last 
serving of cereal in the box to maybe stop and go find the, 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 the sibling and say, hey, do you, were you wanting cereal this morning? Could we split this or, or can I just, I'll, I'll eat toast, right? So Jesus tells us, right, to remove the plank from our own eye before attempting to take the speck out of someone else's eye. Use those little moments of small sins against each other to realize, I probably do this kind of thing just as often as they do. This is an opportunity to learn how to deal with the sin in my life and to keep the peace by covering their sin. And remember, speck removal can be a perilous business. Taking specks out of other people's eye, Jesus warns us, is, is a perilous business. He says the blind cannot lead the blind. And when they do, they usually, both of them, fall into a pit. So do you want to live in peace and in full fellowship in your home? Then learn to let love cover sin. The Proverbs say, whoever covers an offense seeks love. Following Christ's footsteps, who has covered all of our sins, he sees you imitating him, and he is pleased. As you're able, let's kneel together as we confess our sin. Make me to know your ways, O Lord. Teach me your paths. Lead me in your truth and teach me. For you are the God of my salvation. For you I wait all the day long. Remember your mercy, O Lord, and your steadfast love, for they have been from, from of old. Remember not the sins of my youth or my transgressions. According to your steadfast love, remember me for the sake of your goodness, O Lord. Lord, forgive us for being... Um, we, we, we actually pray, Lord, that the Proverbs, the Proverbs teach us that whoever covers an offense seeks love, and we are convicted of how often... We do not seek love, but instead choose to be offended and make mountains out of molehills. Forgive us for our pettiness. Forgive us for being like the wicked servant who was forgiven a great debt, yet could not forgive even a minuscule debt owed to him. Teach us, Lord, how to follow Christ's example of covering sin in our homes and communities, while also having the courage to confront sin when we must. These things require wisdom and humility, and we confess that we need much much more. We know, Lord, that if we regard iniquity in our own hearts, that you will not hear our prayers. And so we confess our individual sins to you now. And Selah. Remember your mercy, O Lord, and your steadfast love. We have confessed our sin to you and ask for your forgiveness in the name of our Savior, Jesus Christ. And amen. amen. Please rise for the assurance of pardon. In that day, this song will be sung in the land of Judah. Praise the Lord. O give thanks to the Lord. He is good. For his steadfast love endures forever. Who can utter the mighty deeds of the Lord or declare all his praise? Blessed are they who observe justice and who do righteousness at all times. Brothers and sisters, Scripture, scripture tells us that if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and, and, uh, and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And so on the basis of God's promise, I declare to you now, your sins are forgiven through Christ. Thanks, Thanks be to God. God. Thanks for listening. If you want to find out more, check out our website at trinityreformedkirk.com. That's trinityreformedkirk.com. <laughs>